Hi, welcome to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Parks. And joining me today is side gigger Tamika Bazil. Now she has gone from admin turned into CEO. Today we're discussing how she earned four figures a month within 90 days of launching only using Instagram. Now she knows exactly what it takes to create a winning engagement strategy on Instagram when you have less than 300 followers. Life is too short. Trying to run a business and balance what you love. I'm your host, Brittany Parks, a former corporate marketing drone and certified life coach turned mompreneur who got fed up with the mom guilt that comes from trying to have the perfect work-life balance. Why can't we have a fit life and a fit business? I'm here to make it easier to be your own boss and enjoy your life. Tune in every Thursday for new episodes. We're going all in with interviews with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, risk takers, coaches, and side hustlers, along with solo episodes with yours truly to provide actionable tools, tactics, processes, and even case studies so you can discover how to create, maintain, and or grow a total fit lifestyle you deserve. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick Podcast. Welcome to the show, Tamika. Thank you so much for having me. First off, I want to say this. You were on the Brave Summit, and that's actually how and why I invited you here. And you did awesome. And that's why I'm like, okay, I need to bring her onto our show and let our audience hear how you use 90 days to earn four figures a month on a side gig. Now, how were you able to do that? Give us a step. Uh, It's it's such a good question. Uh, Essentially, I launched my business in December of 2018. Mm -hmm. And I started seeing revenue for it, I would say by mid February, if not late February, that's when I got my first client, my first high three figure client. And then within uh, a week or two after getting that client, I got my first four figure client. So I was able to start making four figure revenue in my business. So it was a pretty straightforward process. I think that the biggest misconception that a lot of people have is that they feel like they should have a ton of followers or already have an audience for their business. Or a big misconception is that if my friends and family don't support me off the bat, I will not be successful. Oh, Uh, yeah. Yeah. So those are some of the biggest misconceptions. But realistically, when I launched my business on December 31st, 2018, that was the same day that I created my TamikaBazil.co Instagram account. So I started with zero followers and I worked my way up from there to a few hundred. But really, by the time that I got my first client, I don't think I even broke three, 400 followers. It's really all about what elements of your business you have formulated on the back end, and then how you expose them on social media that really matters. Okay, so we're going to have to dig in a little deeper because we need to know what the heck did you do that that you were just gaining these clients? Because basically, there's tons of information out there. How did you set yourself apart? So the biggest thing that I did was really sit down with my laptop and start getting very clear about my business structure, what it is that I offer, how much I am going to charge. And I think this is the biggest mistake that people make, right? They have an idea and they're like, all right, this is my idea. Let me start talking about it. Let me put it out there. When in reality, you should really sit down and get really clear on, okay, this is my idea, but what's the story behind it? How can I create more connectivity around my offer or my product? So instead of just saying, for example, 
I'm selling planners. Instead of just saying, I have a great idea for a planner. This is what I want to do and putting it out on Facebook and Instagram. Sit down. What is this planner for? Who does this planner serve? What do people get out of using your planner? What made you want to create a planner? Like, why are you so attached to this idea? Why do you think it's a great idea? And while you have those concepts down, then you get on Instagram and you just hop on and you say, hey, this is my idea. This is why it's great. This is why it should come from me. This is why you should buy my planner specifically and really start to create just your own world and not just an idea for selling something, but a place where people feel like they can connect to you and your offer and product without feeling like, all right, it is just an idea or something that this person is trying to sell. I think that is the biggest secret as to how I made money that quickly. At that time, I was actually a virtual assistant. So I was supporting people with e-learning, which is not very fun. So I was helping people create like their courses and their masterclasses. I was editing eBooks a lot, lots and lots of editing. So on the back end, it's like, all right, this is boring work. This isn't anything that people are really going to want to hear about. But when I hopped on Instagram and I talked about it, not only did I show people what I was working on or what I had done in the past, but I mostly talked a lot about just the education around e-learning. I turned it into a world. I turned it into a focal point. I turned it into a value-oriented idea instead of just like, I'm selling you a service, hire me for me to do this for you. And I think that's really the bottom line foundation when it comes to selling in any space. You're not just selling the product, you're selling the idea. Without a doubt. Now, how did you actually decide this is what I'm going to offer because there's a point to where when you're first getting started and especially when you don't have a ton of followers some people can feel intimidated by having an offer out there how did you do that I worked in higher education previously I am an educator first and foremost so that is where the idea to do pretty much what I do with my full-time work but online for other people came from so I wasn't really changing anything that I did I was just changing the audience that I serve so taking the skills that I am being paid a flat salary for putting them online in the exact same way that I do them on a day-to-day basis and then charging what I am worth So that was my biggest thing. And once I was able to really do that and really understand, okay, like I'm not reinventing the wheel in any way. These are things that I already know how to do. And now I'm just charging what I know I'm owed to do them rather than just getting a flat rate salary from my full-time employer. So I pretty much sat down, I wrote out, okay, so what am I going to want to do? So this is a really big one, right? Mm -hmm. When it comes to making money, We constantly think about what's going to make me the most money, but that leads to burnout very quickly. Your best thing is to sit down and say, what do I want to do? What can I get done quickly? Because I've been doing it for a long time. And what can I do that is valuable and that will bring value to somebody else's business or life? I sat down and I just wrote down three things. At the time, I only had three offers. That was ebook editing and formatting. And that was creating a course, a training course for an agency, a business, or anything of that nature, and everything that goes along with that. And then the last thing was setting up people's social media so that they can then bring value to their audiences. Those were my only three offers. I wrote down exactly what they consisted of, which is this is what I will do for you specifically, nothing else outside of this. And then I looked at it and I was like, all right, I live in New Jersey. I calculated how much I would have to pay in taxes. So that was the foundational number I started with. So one, I already know I need to cover taxes. 
Two, I already know that I need to cover the cost of whatever software or whatever it is that I'm using in order to do this. So if you are doing editing and you're using a software for that, the cost of that goes into the price that I'm charging. Right, <laughs> if I had right. to buy a computer for it, if I'm paying for internet, whatever it is that I need to pay for in order for me to get this done for you goes into the cost of that. And then from there, I figure out how much I feel is worthy enough for me to get paid per hour. Now, this is a big one. So in America, when we work off of a salary, a majority of the time, if you do your salary and divide it by the amount of hours that you work, you're making like $25 to $35 an hour. Most people are not making much more than that, especially in like lower middle class. So initially, I immediately knew, no, that is not about to be a thing. I'm not about to be charging the same amount that I would charge in my, that I, I get paid for a salary. So after quantifying how much I would want to make per hour, that is how I came up with my package prices. Okay. Yep. All right. So when you decided I'm coming out with my package pricing, did you list that originally as an offer? What did you do there? Yeah, that's a great question. So I didn't have a website. I didn't have anything like that when I started. That's another big misconception mm -hmm. um, that people have is that they have the perfectionism mindset. They think I need to have everything in order before I let people see it. And that <laughs> is a big, so that's what stops us from making money. Oh, yes, you know? it does. Yes, it, it does. Is the, it's, it's the biggest obstacle to us making money because we, we feel like if people don't see a perfect united front, then they're not going to trust our expertise. And in reality, that's not it at all. And that's where social media comes in as a really good platform because you can showcase your expertise right then and there. On social media, I can let you know what my pricing is. I can let you know how much I know about it. I can tell you the story behind my business. I can tell you everything a website can tell you just off of social media. And that is a free platform to use. So after creating my packages and really outlining what are the elements of this business that I'm going to tell people, that's when I created my social media account. In my bio, I created a username that was easy to remember, my name, of course, but for a lot of people, a big struggle is picking a business name. I suggest just scrapping that. If you're still trying to figure out a business name, start an account with your name mm -hmm. and just call it a day. There's that. There's really no need for that to be an obstacle that you're overcoming to getting yourself out there, okay? And then, of course, your bio is a big thing, especially when it comes to Instagram or Facebook. You need to be able to let people know what you do. I always suggest a very short and concise bio. There are three things your bio needs to say specifically. It needs to say who you're marketing to, and this is a big one because people think I can work for everyone. And that's not true. <laughs> you cannot right. work for everyone. <laughs> right. Um, niching down, it is the biggest way to make a good amount of money in your business. Niching down and being able to tell people specifically why your specific product or service is good for them specifically is very important in your storytelling and in your sales. So your bio should say specifically who you are reaching, mm -hmm. what you will do for them, and what their transformation will be. That's all you need in your bio, those three things. So if you look at my Instagram account right now, and your bio is going to change and ebb and flow, and that's okay. But when you're getting started, just write down that statement, call it a day, leave it alone, move forward. I'm going to reiterate this so much. You can get so lost in the sauce thinking that I need to make this sound better. I need to make this come off better. But in reality, you just need to get started. Start writing things down. Start putting things on your Instagram page. And that is essentially how you will 
start making money. So those are going to be my top things in terms of getting started. Once you have your, your username down, you have a great bio. Now you're trying to figure out what do I say to people to really start attracting them. So this is where the attraction marketing comes in. I get all of my clients via Instagram. I do not do any Facebook or Instagram ads. I do not do apart from the summit as you did the Brave It Business Summit. But otherwise, I do not market myself in any other way other than showing up on social media. So that is where your content strategy is going to come in and you're going to figure out, okay, what do I talk about? What do I say? These are your three pillars when starting off a new business in terms of content that you're going to share. The one big pillar is going to be your story. And this is a big one because yes, your business is a separate entity from you, but they are still very connected. How you got to starting this business is going to be a big content pillar for you. And people want to hear it. That's going to be a big way for you to attract people to your page. So prepare to create content around your story, how you came up with this idea, why you think it's a great idea, what your past is in relation to this, what your uh, level of experience is in relation to this. As the same way we're talking just openly and candidly right now, that's the same way that I talk to my audience on Instagram. And that is what keeps them essentially hooked. Your second content pillar is going to be your service offer or product. What are the things that people need to know specifically about that service or offer or product in order for them to want to spend money on it? The biggest thing is going to be pricing. You can't be too vague with pricing. People are going to want to know (laughs) how much money is going to need to come out of my. So in order for you to be able to sustain that pricing structure that you came up with, you need to let people know the value of the product. So Mm -hmm. you're going to want to get content down around that. What does your product or service or offer do? How is it going to make my life better? How is it going to change my business? How is it going to change me? What about this is spectacular, right? And then secondly, how does it work? This is a big one. How does your product or service or offer work? So a big thing if you're selling a product is you don't want to just put up pictures of that product. You want to show it you using it. If you have friends and family who are also using it, take short clips and pictures and videos of them using it, how they use it what it's done for them. A big thing is that people think, oh, I need to have testimonials. How am I going to make money if I don't show them that other people have used this? Everyone starts somewhere. There is no way for you to gather testimonials if you don't put your business out there. And honestly, you are your biggest testimonial. Yes, I Um, agree. Oh, yes. Let me say this one portion because I'm interested in knowing what our audience is thinking. So this is the interactive segment. If you're listening in real time, go to the IG stories at the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. And we're going to have this poll question. Mm. Are you afraid to get started because you don't have testimonials? And if you aren't listening in real time, no worries. Just check the IG highlights for the responses to the poll questions and you can still weigh in to see the results. I just had to jump in there and find out what everybody was thinking because you are so right. We are afraid to do things because we feel like, well, if I don't have anything to prove, that means it doesn't happen or it doesn't exist. But back to what you said getting lost in the sauce. So go ahead. I'm over here. (laughs) You're fine. I completely appreciate that. I think, and I want to make this clear too, even though I made money quickly within my business, I still made a lot of these mistakes. So for somebody listening to this podcast, if you heed the advice that we are giving you right now, you could make money even quicker than I did. Oh, wow. Because I was still tripping up. I ended up, and, and I'm somebody who's very, 
how do you say it? Like just self-analytical. So once I created my Instagram account, the first thing that I wanted to go do was go follow other people in similar businesses, seeing what their structure was like. What are they talking about? And this is what I mean about getting lost in the sauce, especially in the space that I was in. A lot of the people that I was seeing and I was following didn't really look like me. They didn't really come from where I came from, their stories didn't align, and they were a lot more established. So then I started second guessing myself. So I ended up in this place where I'm like, oh man, I don't have this. I need to have this before I start. I don't have this. I need to have this before I start. So I got lost in that space too. And it really did take a lot of trimming the fat around how I was thinking in order for me to say, you know what, just focus on this one path here. And then just get it done and then see what happens. And ultimately, that's such a good question. Mm -hmm. Honestly, for me, it's really just being self-aware. I know myself and I know I can get lost in that very quickly. Again, I'm self-analytical. It's important for you to know certain things about yourself. If you're a perfectionist, you need to be able to call yourself out when you see yourself getting obsessed with certain aspects of your business. One big thing that I learned throughout my two years in business is Stay in your zone of genius. Yes. Yes. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Oh, yes. You need to set up shop and stay in that space. When it comes time for you to be able to afford help, you will do that. But you can create a driving business simply by staying in your zone of genius. And of course, just setting up some systems to make your life better overall. But otherwise, yeah, it doesn't need much. Apart from, I know earlier we were talking a little bit about your three content pillars, right? So immediately you want to get your story down. You want to, you want your audience to understand where you're coming from with this, why this is a part of your story, why you started this business. This is all the mushy gushy stuff. This is the relatability factor. People do not buy a product simply because they need it. And this is the biggest piece of advice that I can give to anyone. There are going to be tons of people in the online space who are selling products that are similar to yours or that are selling services or offers that are similar to yours. Brittany's podcast is definitely not the only podcast in the world, but it's getting listeners. People come to you. People trust your value because they connect with you. Um, And it's the same thing if you're offering a service product or offer. So you really need to get down to the nitty gritty of what your likability factor is and get really good on that creative and connective content. Just talk to people the way we talk to, we're talking to each other right now, just in a social media space. And that is going to be extremely effective in getting people to follow you and getting people to invest in you. And then secondly, of course, your services and offers, making sure your pricing structure is clearly listed, making sure people understand what value they're getting for that price. And then of course, making sure people understand what the value is behind that service or offer. What makes it great? What is the transformation? Who do, who Who are they starting as and who will they end as after investing in you as a coach, consultant, or buying your product? And for a lot of people, they're like, oh, if I'm selling a product, let's say if I want to, what is a regular product, a regular regular product that I can think of? A digital course, right? So for a lot of people, when they start off selling a digital course, let's say you decide. So for me, I'm going to use myself as an example. I have my beginner to boss accelerator program. It is a digital course and a group coaching program in one. So when I speak to people about the nature of my product, I don't just tell them this is what it is. It's more than just saying this is what's in the course. This is what we learn. And this is what, why the course is great. That's great, but that's just foundational. Mm -hmm. I also need to be able to say, this is who you are. And this is how I know you need this course. 
So I look at you and I'm like, you're the entrepreneur that's probably on Instagram and you've been using it and it's not working for you. And you're wondering if it's your business, if it's your business structure, if it's your content plan, you don't know what's going on. And you're tired of seeing all of these other people around you who are clearly making money off of uh, Instagram and it's just not working for you. So what are you doing wrong? So now I've just already pointed out to the client or to the prospective lead, this is what I know your problem is. Mm -hmm. And this is how I know it's your problem. And this is why you were brought here. Fate brought you here to me because I am the solution to your problem. I'm the problem. Yep. Oh, yes. And you have to paint yourself that way. You have right. to paint yourself as the problem solver or as somebody who will ultimately create some sort of change in somebody else's life. I'm like scrolling through Instagram right now and I just... I just passed the waist bead. I don't know if you're familiar with like waist beads, African mm -hmm. waist beads mm -hmm. and a promotion for that. And it's a really good promotion. They are painting the idea that they're looking at like people who wear waist beads. Are you happy with the size of your waist? You probably are. If you are, this is a perfect jewel adornment for your waist. It'll make your waist look cute. It'll make you look sexy. But if you're somebody who is trying to lose weight, another way for you to use these waist beads is that you can monitor your weight loss with them. Oh. And as they start to slide down your waist, you're losing weight. And being able to shift the, the narrative in that way, instead of just saying, these look pretty, buy oh, them. Yeah. They are now saying, this is your problem. This is what this will give you. This is the peace of mind this will give you. Not only will you look in the mirror and you'll feel sexy and you'll look good, but if you're losing weight or gaining weight, this will be the first indicator that you can see without ever stepping on a scale. And that is that good problem solving that people want to see when it comes to selling to them. This is why people are like, oh, I don't want to come off too salesy. Coming off too salesy is not being able to do that. Coming off too salesy is sitting down and saying, hey, this is why you should buy my product because I think it's awesome. And it's right. like your, what you want to paint a picture of is this is your problem and this is how my product is the solution. Yes. I love how you laid that out and you positioned it, especially in giving us the example because I never would have thought of seeing how much weight I lost by using those beads and hands down to their marketing team and you for eyeing it. So I love that. Yeah. So time is of the essence and it's so important to all of us. How are you able to do all of this? First off, this is a side gig for you and you're able to do all of this and you still keep your weekends. Okay. Spill it all. How are you doing that? It was a hustle. I'm not going to lie. It was definitely a hustle. I worked full time. My full-time job also has an added component of being on an emergency like duty rotation for after hours emergencies. So that's, that can bring my weeks up to 40, 50, 40 hours a week, 50, 60 hours a week, depending on the level of emergencies on campus. So when it came to building my business, I did have some long nights. I did have some nights where I was going to sleep at 3, 4 a.m. I did have some weekend commitments. So I'm definitely not going to lie about that. It does take some hustle, especially if you're working full time. Mm -hmm. But as time went on, I did come to realize different ways that I can save on time that I didn't know about when I first started. So if there's any time for anybody to take out a pen and paper right now and start writing down some resources, it is right now. So when it came to creating content, I started automating all of my content. I would spend an hour a day just writing down different kind of Instagram captions, different stories, things like mm -hmm. that. And then I would go on Facebook Creator Studio. If you just Google Facebook Creator Studio, it'll pop up and you can automate for free posts to go up on your Facebook and your Instagram page. There you go. That's Without ever them. having to think about it. <laughs> yep. And automation <laughs> became my best friend. That was a really big thing. Another thing that definitely helped me as well was on the administrative side. Obviously you're running a business. There's going to be a lot of administrative stuff to take care of on the back end, contracts, invoicing clients, things of that nature. 
a CRM can get very expensive, very expensive. But what a lot of people don't know is that there are tons of free options. You can use Dubsado, which is a client CRM for free for up to three clients. And if you are looking at maybe three figure clients, three three figures times three clients, you then have surpassed the amount of money that you need to pay for it if you ever bring on more clients. Wave apps is also a free invoicing app that I used for almost a year before even investing anything in my business. This is another big thing too, is that a lot of people feel the need to spend a lot of money on their business in order to get started. I started with zero dollars. I invested exactly zero dollars in the first three months of launching my business. Yeah, I was broke. I like, I started this business in order to increase my revenue, not to spend more money on it. I need to be able to do this in a way that was conducive to my budget. So I used Wave Apps was free and that automatically invoiced my clients for me every month. I used Creator Studio in order to create my content and then preload it in. So then I could create content for weeks in advance and then just have it go out automatically. And then uh, the only other thing that I did apart from that was just making sure that I spent time working on my business structure on the back end, that is where a majority of your time should go because that's everything you should be putting out on social media. So making sure that I had a very uniform, just overall story to tell um, so that people could connect with me, making sure that I was really just stagnant in my pricing and that I understood why I was priced that way so that when people ask questions, I was able to answer them quickly. Even to the point where when I would speak to prospective clients, I kept track of the questions that they were asking, just wrote them down in that same document. So then if I kept getting the same questions, hey, now I have an entire FAQ that I could copy and paste out of the Mm -hmm. note section in my phone and just go ahead and send to you once you DM me. And so I could just take all the guesswork out of it. It really is all about being able to write down everything that you are working on, every thought that comes into your mind, everything that has to do with your business so that you can put it out there and market it effectively. That's essentially what attraction marketing is. It's not trying to figure out how do I get people to come to me? How do I get people to like me? The people who are for you will automatically like you. They will automatically come to you. You just need to make sure that you are organized in how you tell that story and how you present your offers to people. Once you have that organization down, there's really not much more that you need. Wow. I love it. Hey, I am picking up what you are putting down. And I think we (laughs) all are. We are picking it up. Yeah. So you make a statement about not having to generate content all the time in order to generate. An income. Now, some people will tell you, you need to post every day. I get consistency. Well, how are you able to do this without having to post every day? Let us know your secret. Yeah. So that's another big thing with Instagram, especially like if you follow a lot of the gurus, they'll tell you you have to create an insurmountable amount of content. And I'm going to tell you that I did try that. And it is the quickest way to burn out. Mm -hmm. It is the quickest way. There's only but so much content and ideas are just floating around in your brain before you run on E. And that is just such an unrealistic expectation for a lot of people, especially if you are a nine to fiver who's trying to transition into running a side hustle um, or a business on the side. By the end of the day, you're exhausted. So the last thing you want to do is create content that goes out three times a day. So for me, a lot of my content came from one, as I wrote down those pillars of what my business stood for, I took the content from there. And that's what I started out with. And then a majority of the content, 80% of the content, I would have to say, are things that you already know. The value of your experiences is going to be a majority of the content that you share. There's not much more that needs to go out in terms of content. So what I mean by the value of your experiences, I was an educator. I had created content and courses and presentations in my full-time work. So when I created content, I just talked about how I did that. 
Right. What were the steps that went into creating presentations for, for people? What were some of the pain points that I had? I knew that I was experiencing while I had to do that. I just talked very candidly about those things because those are the same pain points and experiences that my ideal client are going to have. They're going to make them come to me and say, I don't want to do this anymore. Can you do it for me? So ultimately that was 80% of my content pillar. Of course, as time goes on and you learn lessons in your business, um, you figure out cleaner ways to do things that will create more content for you because it's all about about what your experiences are but yeah it is a big misconception that that there's so there has to be so much creative content you have to show up on reels you have to be this amazing more like multi-talented content creator and that's mm -hmm. not it at all you really just need to illustrate that what you're talking about and that what annoys people about what it is that you have to offer if you can touch on your client's pain points that is 100% what you need in order to make the sale. Definitely encouraging to those of us who are extremely busy, are just being extremely productive in our business that we don't have time to keep up with what the gurus say that mm. has to happen. Now, yes. I, I cannot let you go without asking you this question. Now, how did you go from actively earning to passively earning an income on autopilot? What is it that you did? Now, I know that you had your virtual assistant business. Now, what was the switch and how are you autopilot now? Yeah, that's a good question. And that's actually a really timely question because that's what <laughs> I'm working on right now. So in 2021, my services and offers have all changed. I So after being an e-learning virtual assistant, I actually shifted in the summer of 2019 to doing only Instagram management and strategy. Um, so with that, a lot of my clients were very much long-term clients. So I was able to cap my client intake at a certain point. I think at any given point, I worked with six or seven clients at a time. I didn't go over that because I wouldn't have the time to serve each of them effectively. And I did get burnt out by doing all client work. When you manage people's accounts for them, it's a lot of having to show up and complete things for them. I was starting to feel that burnout as well. So I shifted from being an implementer to being an educator again. And this time I'm offering coaching services, eBooks, and pretty much things of that nature, digital downloads in order to help people really start to create the foundations for their business themselves and learn how to market it on Instagram. Instagram. So that is how I shifted from active income, active being like pretty much direct client, direct client like work to more passive income, which is more education, letting people download my knowledge and expertise right. and learn from what it is that I have to offer. So I went from being the person to help people create masterclasses to the person creating their own masterclasses. And that is how I started creating my own passive income source. And that's also where my beginner to boss accelerator program was birthed as well. Well, all right, Tamika, you have done it. You are a gem. This is a part of our show that we call mentoring moments. And this is one of my favorite portions of the show because many of us are just in life in general. We just don't always feel comfortable or even have someone to answer questions. So I am going to ask you a question that only you can answer in Tamika's voice. So what advice would you have given yourself? five years ago. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I think the, if I can do two pieces of advice, that would sure. be ideal. So the first biggest piece of advice that I would have given myself five years ago is to recognize that I have skills that work outside of the nine to five realm. And I think that this is where a lot of people don't recognize their value mm -hmm. because we are conditioned in American society to think that our value is directly correlated with our salary or what our work tells us that we are worth. Whereas our value really comes from what it is that we can do for others. 
And I wish I would have recognized this about myself. I had so many skills that I could have monetized outside of the salaried space. And I didn't know that about myself. I, I didn't recognize that I was a business savvy person. My brain and how it works is so different now than who I was five years ago. So if there's anything that I can tell people is that if you are listening to this and you are in a nine to five and you don't know what your next move is, I want you to recognize that the skills that you've acquired in your years of working that job are monetizable or can be monetized and that you have a lot to offer outside of that space. And you have a lot to offer other than what your salary says you can. So that's one. You have to realize your potential. Yes. And the biggest thing is step into that digital world. There's so much opportunity in the online space, especially for people of color. I think that we never recognized that there was another path mm -hmm. to greatness other than climbing up the corporate ladder. I agree. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many different ways to make money now. So many different opportunities for ourselves that it's definitely important that I think as, when our friends talk about different things that they're trying, I've had friends who come up to me, we talk about MLMs all the time and different opportunities. And we're like, oh no, we don't want to do that. Right. You never know where yeah. one thing will take you. Yes. Of course, be smart about your decisions, but sometimes it is actually not sometimes. A lot of the time, it is very fruitful for us mm -hmm. to step off the beaten path mm -hmm. and try something new and see where that path takes us. And that is essentially what leads you to greatness. A majority of the millionaires in the world are not college graduates. They're not people who climbed up the corporate ladder. They're nothing like that. There are people who had an idea and used unorthodox ways in order to bring it to fruition. Yeah. And I think that is a really big thing, especially for people of color to recognize. Woo, you did it. Oh my goodness, my friend, you have it. I love it. I love it. And I know that our audience will want to connect with you as well. Please let them know how you can be found. Yes, yes. So you can find me on Instagram. That is my domain. I love to call it my little corner of these Instagram streets. Um, right? TamikaBazil.co. All of my handles are TamikaBazil.co. So you can also find my website, www.TamikaBazil.co. And you can find me on Facebook as well, TamikaBazil.co. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, of course. <laughs> As always, thanks for listening. And if you got value out of the show, please show us some love and rate us by going to ratethispodcast.com backslash Total Fit Boss Chick. You're listening to the Total Fit Boss Chick podcast. Bye for now.